I'm Lauren Lowry, and this is Amstigator, a podcast all about seeking, finding, and living with purpose. People talk about purpose, but no one tells you how to get there. But that's what this podcast addresses, how to find purpose. I interview experts in the field. You'll also hear from people who I call prototypes, whose life is an example of purpose. So on this podcast, we dig into their path and create a community of people in pursuit of purpose. Today's a special Lauren-only episode. You know, I went on a limb three weeks ago and shared with you some really deep and revealing questions that I needed to ask myself in 2021. We talked about what do I want and who am I? I mean, those were like the climax questions. And we also talked about the smaller ones too, like what difference am I making? And that served as the gateway question for me. Those questions led me on this really amazing journey that quite frankly resulted in what you're listening to right now, which is Amstigator. It's why I'm here. It's why I'm sharing my story and my heart with you to let you know it's okay to feel this way and to search for ways to feel better. So this week, I wanted to talk about a lesson that I'm learning right now. It's a lesson I've never learned until now, and I'm starting down this path really for the first time in my adult life. It's about intention. And in this episode, we're going to talk about three things specifically, what intention is not, what intention is, and then how I use and set intentions every single day, even multiple intentions in a day based on the chunk of time that I'm working in. And before we get too deep into this thing, just know your note sheet, journal prompts, and visual aids for this episode are all in your email right now. If you aren't signed up for emails for me, it's really simple. You can do it on my website. Get all of those helpful tools on the morning I release each new episode. But here's the deal. If you aren't already signed up, the only way to get today's notes is by emailing me directly, lauren at amstigator.com. Just email me, tell me what you're looking for, and I'll send it over lickety-split. And that goes for listening to this later, too. So if it's down the road and you want the notes and prompts, I save all of it in a little folder on my computer, so all I got to do is email me. So let's get into intention. First, what intention is not? And I want to start there because I really had it wrong. Setting an intention is not setting an expectation. Expectation is defined as a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. Like, I expect to get my Amazon order within two days. I expect my Botox to wear off earlier than it's supposed to. I expect my kids to complain about their food every time we sit down for dinner. Expectation, whether positive or negative, is a strong belief that something will happen. I personally have a hard time with expectation because I've been burned by it. I remember in high school, I ran for a statewide student council seat. I thought I was assured to win. I was already making post-election plans. I was telling people what we would do afterward and how we would change the region. And then I lost. I was blindsided, mortified, totally ashamed because it it wasn't even in the realm of possibility to me. I went into a spiral of self-loathing because I saw that I'd been so proud and so sure of myself that I couldn't handle the loss. It never occurred to me that I might lose. I mean, I couldn't have been older than 14 or 15, so it left a deep gash. The saddest part to me about it is I can say confidently, that was the point I stopped hoping for things. After that, I stopped setting my expectations high because I knew I wouldn't be able to handle the disappointment or the failure. Over and over in my life when I failed, I would shut down and set my expectations lower 
and lower. So I stopped doing things that required any amount of risk, and I just played it safe because I thought if I set my expectations low enough, I couldn't be disappointed. And I definitely couldn't fail because I'd already told myself I wouldn't do well anyway. So anything better than that was a pleasant surprise. I'm just telling you it is not any way to live. But that specifically is my explanation of expectation. Remember, it's that strong belief that something will happen. Expectation is belief, but that is not intention. So let's keep going with what intention is not. Intention is also not assumption. And this is something else I've been really burned by bad. Assumption is defined as a thing that is accepted as true or as certain to happen. I see assumption as kind of the next step after expectation. If expectation is the belief, assumption is the acceptance of that belief. And thankfully for me, my husband is the person who broke me of assuming. And when we first started dating in 2006, I always assumed the worst about him. He didn't text me back fast enough. He must be with someone else. He didn't answer when I called. He must be lying about where he is. Like, seriously, it was ridiculous. My expectation, which is my belief, and my assumption, which is the acceptance of that belief, was that he was going to hurt me. And I'm really big into word pictures. So you're going to hear me create a lot of metaphors or visualizations to help you understand what I'm trying to say. So if we look at it as a continuum, like imagine one horizontal straight line I see intention on the far left, expectation in the middle, and assumption on the right. And the way I see it is intention comes first because it's the aim. It's the plan. Expectation's in the middle because it's a belief in that plan. And then assumption's on the far right because then it's the acceptance of that belief. Assumption is a projection. It's speculation. It's a guess. It's a theory. It's plagued with ifs. So that's not intention. Expectation is the belief that is forward-looking, and it requires certain things to fall in place. So that's also not intention either. We have to reverse back on that horizontal line, on that continuum, into intention. What has to be in place before you can expect or assume or, dare I say, hope? You have to intend. So let's talk about what intention is. Intention's definition, again, aim or a plan. It is your aim, your plan, it's your goal, your target, your objective. Intention is where it all begins. It comes before expectation and well before assumption. Like, I intend to wash clothes. I intend to buy my husband a belated birthday gift because, oh my God, I didn't do it. Intention's the aim. It's the goal, it's the objective, it's what you're doing, what you're going to work toward. You know what else intention is? Purpose. It's the reason you're doing something. The first time I ever heard someone link intention to purpose was back in December 2021. I was taping season one of the Amstigator podcast. I shot 13 episodes in three days, marathon shoot. We all took time off work for, worked through the weekend, long, long days. By the end of it, we were exhausted. Well, on my final day of shooting, I had someone coming in as a guest who I'd never met. I'd only ever talked to him once on the phone to see if he would come on my podcast. He agreed, and then, you know, here it was. It was a man named Frank Castellano. And if you've listened to season one, you know Frank. He's this 
well-known psychic medium here in Nashville, sixth-generation, precognitive, clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient psychic. Suffice it to say, he can see and hear the future. And by the way, if your interest is piqued, he's episode 11, The Healer. We talk about his gifts and how they work. It's going to blow your mind. And I've since become totally obsessed with Frank. And I've already recorded another episode with him that's coming out June 14th. So mark your calendar. But he talked about purpose through the lens of intention. So take a listen to how Frank described it in that season one episode. So purpose isn't something so much that is a goal, because even when you're like, I am here to act, I'm here to write music, I am here to build, I'm here to, even when you do that, there are going to be days where you're, you're going to be like, but what else? But I'm not feeling it. And that's okay. That doesn't mean you've lost your purpose. Mm. We often think purpose is something that you're doing physically. Mm. It's what you intend. If my purpose, my intention is love, then it's going to show mm. up in everything that I do. Ooh. But if it's something that purpose is external, it is my job. That's not going to fulfill you because the physical world is not meant to fulfill you. So what is your purpose? My intention I really like his take on this because purpose can be such a heavy word that's really loaded with expectation. So he prefers talking about it as intention. And I loved that because it took the pressure off to make things perfect or to know everything you're supposed to do at any moment because sometimes you just want a break. So your intention is deep within. It isn't physical. So he encouraged me and he continues to encourage me to set an intention. So an intention for Amstigator, an intention for my TV career, an intention for my relationship with my kids. What's my intention? And like I said at the beginning, it's not something I've ever done before because I got it too confused with expectation and I didn't want to get my hopes up because I couldn't handle failure. I'm working on it, people. Grow with me here. <laughs> Takes time. But intention is the aim. Expectation is the belief you'll fulfill that aim. Assumption is acceptance. You're going to do it. So setting an intention is connecting inwardly with our intuition and what we value. What's an example of that? Like, I love weekends because I'm just mom on the weekends. I'm not a news anchor. I'm not a podcaster. I'm just mom. And I don't take on anything else during those two days because I want to be full up with kids. Like I want to. And my intention for every weekend is for my kids to feel loved because I value how their experience is. I value their emotional health. I don't get quality time with them during the week. I'm just going to be honest. And it pains me. And so they get a love bomb from me on the weekends. I saturate them. I'm like the living embodiment of the heart eyes emoji on my kids. My entire weekend intention every weekend is to show love to them in a way that makes them feel special and safe and important. I mean, it is top level important to me. So how do I live out that intention? I don't accept invitations to things that take me away from my kids. I've had people say to me before, oh, you don't do anything on the weekends. And I'm like so unapologetic about it. I'm like, you're damn right I don't do anything on the weekend. I have three kids who need and deserve love from me. It has to be a big freaking deal for me to leave them. So I value my time with them so much that my intention is to show them they are worthy of my time and my love. So what do I value? 
my kids feeling my love and support. That becomes my intention. My intention is to embody that value. So here's another one. This is actually an example that Frank shared with me, and I think it's just so good. So let's say I'm going to law school, and I say my intention is to help people. Well, great. So down the road, if I'm in litigation and I'm helping someone, but I find myself saying, oh, man, I really want to win this case. Well, that wasn't my intention. My intention was to help people. So if I wanted to win cases, that needed to be my intention. And please believe there is nothing wrong with winning or wanting to win. If that's what I wanted, that should have been my intention. So you need to get really clear on what the intention really is. And that's rooted in what you value. And don't be ashamed of what that is. Embrace what you want. Make it your intention. Feel free to try on a few versions of that intention too. It's so important. You know I love word pictures, so let me describe it this way to you, the way I think of intention. You're shooting an arrow. The arrow is your intention. You pull the bow back. You point your arrow up to the sky, and you let it go. It flies up into the air, and it lands in a field. The field is the outcome of your intention. If you didn't like the field it landed in, maybe that one has hay, and you wanted a field with grass. Okay, so let's fine-tune our intention. So now we're going to change our body position. Maybe we want a little less loft because we needed to get into the grassy field instead, not the hay field. So we aim differently. We can keep trying on intention until it feels right. And like a lot of things I talked to you about here, you are the only one who can make that choice. It has to be resonant for you. It has to feel right to you. And it has to take into account what you want. That's where we get back to the other episode a few weeks ago, the one I recorded about questions. What do I want? What do I enjoy? What's important to me? The answers to those questions are the basis of your values. And from there, you set your intention. I'll be honest, this is deep and soul-searching work. It requires you to get really crystal clear about what you feel is right for you. And this is not an exercise in the analytical. It's an exercise in the emotional, the spiritual. And I would even say an exercise in the physical because it becomes when my arrow of intention lands in that field, how do I feel? Do I feel constriction? Do I feel a release? Do I feel freedom? Like, where do we feel that in our bodies? And we can use all of those markers to discover values. I've talked about this with another guest, Mary Beth Highland. Her episode is called The Bridge. She's episode four. Listen here to what she says about values. I'm passionate about the emotional intelligence that values unlock like instantly for people. Yeah. You could talk about really deep things or start in the shallow end. But when you do it through the lens of values, people understand themselves in a way that maybe could feel a little too complex if we're just talking about like emotional intelligence overall or healing overall or purpose overall. It's like, well, let's understand what makes you come alive. Yeah. And let's understand what doesn't. So values can unlock your intention and there's work you got to do to get there. So refining intention is a constant reevaluation of values and where you want them to take you. Your values help shape your intention or your aim. Your intention becomes your expectation, your belief, and your expectation becomes your assumption that you'll get there. All of those things strengthen your arrow because 
you then begin to attract the people and the resources necessary to make all of that happen. That attraction is one of the hallmarks of purpose, or in this case, intention, that I see as one of the major truths throughout my work to interview people who found purpose. And I've linked my video, Five Truths of Purpose and the People Who Find It, in the show notes for this episode. And the thing I like so much about intention is that intention starts with me. It doesn't need anyone else's permission. It's a solo question. What do I want out of this? It starts with an internal checking in of like, how am I doing today? And then it builds from there. How am I doing now? How can I begin to change my intention to change how I feel in these different moments? And I want to encourage you, this does not have to be a heavy life intention either. I mean, you can start out really, really easy with this. And this is exactly what I do and what I'm doing right now. So remember at the beginning how I said, hey, I'm really learning this right now because it is. This is how I'm learning it. I haven't figured it all out. My big life intention or my big intention for this podcast yet or my big intention for my career, I haven't figured that out. But while I try on possible intentions, I'm flexing this muscle each and every day to try to fine tune it. So here's an example of how I use intention every day. I have about 90 minutes in the morning after school drop-off with kids and before work. And that's when I'm able to get, you know, as much done as I possibly can. Like, that's my block of time. It could be 90 minutes to work around the house, like laundry, cleaning up, picking up, whatever. Or I could use that time for the podcast, uh, planning my next episode, checking analytics, phone calls, meetings, whatever. I could work out. I could just say, screw it, and like, I'm out and go walk. But I only have 90 minutes, and then the next chance to work on that stuff is after the kids are in bed, so like post 8 p.m., and that's where the late nights come in. So I have to be really, like super, super intentional about this time because it is a limited resource. A few weeks ago, I made the choice to begin setting an intention every morning for those blocks of time and not allowing pretend urgency to knock me off course. So like today I woke up and before my feet hit the ground, I asked myself, what is my intention for this morning block of time? Today it was episode. So I finished planning out the episode that I'm recording and you're listening to right now. But I may wake up one morning and be like, mm, podcast working happening today. My house is a wreck. So if I'm going to take that precious 90 minutes away from working on the podcast, and it better be good, right? So my intention becomes clean. I stay focused. I don't play on my phone. I don't divert to something different. I stay focused. And that allows me to maximize my effort. And, and notice here, these are all single word intentions. This is not goal setting where you set parameters and quantifiable measures. No. Mm -mm. This is ephemeral. This is a commitment to yourself of what you're going to do, what you're going to devote attention to. So where you put your attention becomes your intention. I began setting a solo intention every single morning in these last few weeks. And for me, it has entirely changed my day. Instead of saying, here's my to-do list. I got to get it all done. I've started saying and said to myself, here's my intention. Here's the one thing that deserves my focus and my attention right now. And that's it. It's helped me feel so much more in control of what happens. And I don't get overwhelmed with all there is to do for my family or for my work at the station and for Amstigator. So I would encourage you, 
If you have leaks in your schedule right now, or you feel like you're doing all kinds of busy work all the time, all the time, like I'm busy, but I'm not getting anything done. I'm spinning my wheels. Set your intention. In the meantime, you can begin figuring out what you value, what's important to you, and what makes you come alive. Those values become the foundation of your intention. I always want this podcast to serve as a guide for you, something that helps you think, to help you grow. Because what's the point of this if we're stuck in the same place all the time, not evolving? So my goal is to always give you prompts, to give you thoughts, to give you questions that force you into reflection and ultimately growth. And after doing this work day in and day out for several weeks, I'm at a point now where I'm making larger multi-month intentions. So about a month ago, I started working on increasing my capacity. It was really dealing with being overwhelmed. And I was like, gosh, I've got to get better at holding on to all of this. I need to increase my capacity. And so in April, I happened to say that to a really dear friend. I told him, I'm working right now on increasing my capacity. Um, and that's, you know, that's kind of where my focus is. And he said to me, you know, Lauren, this is a time of and. It's not either or. Increasing your capacity is embracing the and. So it hit me. He was totally right. After that moment, my intention became and. And. I wrote and on a piece of paper. That was my intention. And. Allowing for the and. And so I was making those small intentions for those morning blocks of 90 minutes, but I also set this much bigger intention for what I needed right now. It was and, and the belief that I could do all of the things I wanted to do. So here I am recording this a few weeks after setting that intention, and I'm feeling much more expansive. I've actively made choices that will make me less overwhelmed. I'm not requiring so much of myself just like people have the energy to clean out in the spring, I feel that same energy to kind of rework my life to feel less overwhelmed. I'm tackling the things that I haven't been able to get to because that's where my focus needed to be. My intention, my intention was and continues to be and. So I'm actively scaling my intention right now. I started with those 90-minute blocks of time. I'm feeling my focus and my attention and my intention grow stronger. I expand that to my weekend intention. Here's the one thing that deserves my focus this weekend. And then I expanded it again to what I'm going to call a seasonal intention, meaning in this season of my life, my focus needs to be here. I'll allow that intention to take the time it requires. Maybe I embrace the and in one month's time. Maybe it takes me all year, but it's something I know will bring me more growth and expansion because I'm learning a lesson. I'm driving my awareness deeper, and I'm improving something that I'm otherwise not great at when I start. So I encourage you to take some time for yourself. Start figuring out what you value. Allow that to be the basis of your intention. Point your attention and your focus there. That's when you'll begin to have positive expectations and assumptions associated with that growth because that's the beautiful part about the process. I used to get really burned by expectation and assumption. I was fearful. And I do think they have negative connotations for us. But once we've set our intention, we can harness those things, expectation and assumption, to begin attracting what we want to have or what we want to become. And remember, what does amstigator mean anyway? It's a play on words, right? Instigator is a person who brings about something. Amplify is to bring intensity to something. 
Intention and intensity have that same root. So setting an intention is part of that intense pursuit to bring change to your life. You are powerful enough to do all of this. And what's more, it's there for you. So there's some food for thought this week, something that you can work on and work toward in these next several days. Really think about it. Print out some of the things I sent over email. Paste them on a mirror. Put them somewhere you're going to see them. And remind yourself to set an intention this week. Now, if you're loving Amstigator, rate it, review it right now on the platform where you're listening. Your review is so important because that's how other people find this podcast. Plus, if you found an episode to be particularly helpful, like this one, for example, share it with someone who you know needs to hear it. And don't forget, I've made all of the note sheets, journal prompts, and even put together some of my word pictures into images for you to think of when you're listening to this episode. It was delivered straight to the inbox of email subscribers when this episode went live. You don't want to miss that because it does enhance the experience of the episode. So go to amstigator.com, sign up for email updates from me. And if you want today's notes, but you weren't signed up, no prob, just email me, lauren at amstigator.com. Tell me what you need, and I'll send it right over. Next week, I have former NFL lineman Marcus Ogden joining me. He went from the NFL to business. He lost his business, became a janitor, and then built it all back again. I kid you not. His story of grit, determination, and overcoming is so inspirational. I can't wait to share it. We're going to release clips of his episode in the next few days on Instagram, so definitely follow me there. Just search for Amstigator. As always, I encourage you to shine your light. And thanks for joining me on this journey to live life purposefully. I'm Lauren Lowry, and this is Amstigator. <laughs>